0: And now we roll. Now we roll into season six, knowing that we got some security behind us. It's
1: Mr. Burger, ain't gonna tell them what your name is, it's Mr. Burger. That's all my should be famous, it's Mr. Burger. Ain't gonna tell them what your name is, it's Mr. Burger.
0: That's all my should be famous. Stop, cut the beat off. Mmm, Burger. Burger Bites is recorded on location in Ozark, Missouri and presented on Anchor. The views expressed on Burger Bites are not necessarily those of the staff and ownership of the Grip and Rip Baseball League. Enjoy the show.
1: Welcome to a special episode of Burger Bites, where we will head right into a series of announcements with the Grip and Rip Baseball League Commissioner Tony Lewis. I'm Rance Burger, and I just finished this interview with the Commissioner. There's a misconception that the Grip and Rip League is owned by U.S. Baseball Park, but that's actually not the case. Grip and Rip Baseball stands as its own limited liability company founded in 2014. The league is one of the tenants at U.S. Baseball Park in Ozark, Missouri. The whole thing is complicated a little bit further, with U.S. baseball being owned by the Williams Group, and those are the people who bought the stadium and paid to have it completely refurbished, with artificial turf and a towering jumbotron in right Field in 2015. The Williams Group owns U.S. baseball and has a long-term lease on the stadium, and the stadium sits on land that is owned by the city of Ozark. We will also discuss some important dates for the sixth season of Grip and Rip Baseball, all new merchandise, and the general excitement surrounding the 2021 season. Confused yet? Well, the bottom line is that to continue operating a site-specific league from U.S. Baseball Park, Commissioner Tony Lewis had to negotiate a new deal with the stadium ownership. And that's where we start the conversation.
0: We've always wanted to kind of get a lease in place with the ballpark, mainly to protect the league. And I, and I wanted guys to know that this is the real deal. Not all of a sudden, by the next season, we're just going to be gone and the, and the business is going to fold up. We're treating this as it is a professional business. And I'm happy to say that we just finalized on a multi-year lease with the stadium. We're extremely happy to, be, uh, to have executed that agreement. We're happy to have them as partners, obviously. And and the good thing throughout our negotiations, they were happy to have us too. I mean, I think we come in at a time to where uh, there's probably not a lot of activities going on on the weekends and we fill a great slot for them. And obviously the, one of the biggest polls about our league is is playing in such a state of the art facility and really make guys feel that they're in the big leagues or, or some type of minor league uh, league, or, you know, seeing their jumbotron pictures and the music and the games and everything that goes along with the grip and rip. i um, it only made sense just to nail it down for for several years to come and we're just extremely excited to, to have that behind us now and now we roll now we roll into season 6 knowing that we got some security behind us
1: why is it important for the grbl to have a site specific structure in other words six teams all playing out of the same ballpark
0: if you look at it you know we're we're not the only league in the in the country you know, there, there's several leagues. You know, you would interviewed Gally, and he played in the uh, the Montclair League up in St. Louis, and I have a buddy who plays up on one in Boston. And when I was living up in Kansas City, there was no league going on there. You know, having multiple sites, it's it's really not conducive to, I think, trying to get the crowd involved and the crowd engagement, the community engagement, exactly what we're trying to do. So having a central location that's pretty easy to get to for these six towns, and hopefully we, we can pull their constituents to this amazing ballpark. I think it's fantastic. One, it's easy, it's easy for structure and scheduling and staffing. I mean, you know what goes on to the staffing and the structure of the league, but not a lot of people know that it, it truly is a production every single weekend with, you know, we, we script everything you know, we run through games, Kevin and I game plan about what type of little minute to win it we can do it, it really truly is a production and what we're trying to do with this next year. They've alerted me that they're bringing in really good fiber technology to the ballpark, which is going to enable us to hopefully provide a live stream experience, which no other league in the entire country is going to have without trying to divulge too much just because I want to be able to deliver on what we're trying to do. You know, I'm thinking multiple camera angles, um, some transitions, things like that, that Harrison Waters is is truly the mastermind behind. And so I, I think that kind of encompasses the answers why this central location is huge and vital to the league. I think it absolutely sets us apart from any league in the entire country.
1: You've touched on this a little bit, but I want to ask you this, you know, not as the commissioner, but maybe a little more so as a manager and a player, uh, you know, what is the significance of playing at U.S. Baseball Park and having all of the amenities that it has from a player standpoint?
0: Every time that I've walked onto the field as as a manager or a player, I always do my run out to center field and I hit the center field wall a couple times. And you can't help to feel really good when you look back and you're getting ready to know that you're going to get ready to play at this ballpark, at the stadium. It's not chain link cooper fields or some softball field complex like this is the stadium and this is where you are going to be playing baseball for the next eight to ten weeks or however long our season is and i always kind of loved that whenever i was playing pro ball i loved being out on that field and seeing no one in the stadium being like this is my work and i'm at work right now and we're getting ready to put on a show and uh that's exactly what i hope these guys get that feeling as they're warming up before every game and they start to see fans come in the gates, their friends their families and other people, and and they're seeing us kind of do some prep work on the Jumbotron. They get that feeling of, man, this is just extremely different, not only just to bring baseball back, because a lot of these guys, like, we, like we've always talked about, baseballs have been out of their lives for years, but not only to bring baseball back, but to do it in such a big production way. I, I think that really is one of the biggest grabs for our league
1: for the first time ever all six cities and all six team names will stay the same so there's continuity as far as the the names of the clubs go and uh, a big addition i understand is coming in 2020 or i guess it's here now but merchandise for all of the fans and you don't even have to go to the stadium to get your hands on some officially licensed grbl apparel
0: yeah, the, I actually had a, a buddy um, who I worked with today who saw the release. He's like, I really want this Knicks of Suckers gear, but I know you you change your teams. <laughs> like, I don't want to commit to buying a hoodie and a beanie if, if I just kind of know you're going to change the names. I'm like, no, 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 no. Those are here to stay. A lot of work and thought went went into each one of those names and those color coordinations and in, into all those logos. Those are here to stay. And where we are, I am extremely excited about the, just the merchandise in the store because it, it's quite a challenge to house all that inventory in my house and have to lug it to the field <laughs> every weekend. But, you know, I kind of see us. You know probably providing several mock-up versions or some you know we can show the people exactly what they're going to buy and in in my mind they'll place an order and they'll have it by the next week's games and i'm just excited to be able to offer the the high-end products like the new era products that we're able to do in all the athletic gear i mean it's not just the not just the t-shirts i mean we're getting down to coffee mugs here (laughs) we're trying to cover everything
1: Rip and rip fanware is the place to go. You can see that, and you know, Tony. I know a lot of the players are going to wait uh, until they figure out if and where they are drafted in 2021. And the you know, we have some longstanding fans who go with certain players. But um, if you want to get GRBL specific merchandise, you can do that. Or if if you are fully committed to your town and your team, you can go ahead and buy now. But for those who are waiting, let's talk some important save the dates. Uh, I understand. Uh, actually, July, I guess, is the first day to circle on the calendar for the, for season six.
0: Yes, this is this is a tentative, but we do have a date. It is July. It is Monday, July twenty sixth. That'll be an open workout day, and um, that that's a day that I think is very successful to get the guys out there who are kind of tentative or kind of leery of signing up to try out the very next week but this is where we'll go out there. It'll be very casual um, with BP and guys taking ground balls and people throwing bullpens. So July, 20, Monday, July 26th at us ballpark will be, is tentative our, our open workout day to where uh, it, it won't cost the guys anything to come. They just show up at the ballpark with their gear and then we'll just play baseball. And it gives people an opportunity who haven't been in the league to talk to people who are in the league. And, and a lot of the time, I think, uh, you know, Mark Bolem was one of those guys where that workout day really worked out well for him, as far as him having the confidence to try out. Because tryouts do bring a level of anxiety that always is there <laughs> with any tryout, and you know, because we we do make cuts, and I, I see this year having just as many, if not more, people come out and try out. But um, that Monday, the the twenty sixth, will be a, a good a good first taste of what the GRB is all about, and then the following Sunday, uh, August first is our tryout day. It'll be at the ballpark, uh, and we'll start in the morning. T- Times are not announced. It's kind of a TBD at the moment. But we're going to follow similar structures that we had in the past.
1: I guess I should back up and say May 1st is the day that tryout registrations officially open. And and then August 1st, the big day, the tryout day, the day that uh, the lumber meets the leather or you know, the metal meets the meat, so to speak. That's That is when the tryouts and the draft will occur. Uh, and then for the first time, uh, we will actually take, uh, as, I guess, a two-week gap between tryout day and opening night. So something a little different with the structure this time by.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, we're excited about this because this is only going to enhance the experience um, what Harrison and I are working on. and uh, We're probably going to hire another hand to come in that we know who's is really well versed in video and uh, photography. We're going to try and get video live shots of individual players. Our plan is Sunday, you know, we always have the tryouts Uh, that evening. We have the bank to where we can get all the media taken care of there. Um, And an added aspect is we're going to start doing actual green screen video filming of the players who are selected to play this year. And the gap is there and it serves kind of two purposes from the video and technology, and we're able to chop up the player profile pictures that go up on the jumbotron, but then also incorporate uh, video introductions as well. So that's kind of why we need a little bit of time. We're always scrambling that last week, and it is such a mad dash to get every single one of those photos and those guys' names and their ages and where they're from on the jumbotron. Because you know, as as little as that may seem, that's actually a a huge perk. I I know guys really like that and the families like seeing the Jumbotron. I mean, and if you have access to a Jumbotron, why not fully take advantage of everything we can do on that? And so we're going to do a little bit more this year on that. And so on that next weekend, um, we are working on a Jamboree type structure um, to where the individual teams will get together. There could be a practice aspect to where they can go over signs and bunt coverages and things of that nature um kind of to get them familiar with themselves but then also see live at bats against the other pitchers in the league and it also gives the coaches time to try out every single pitcher that they would want to see on the mound and i just call it a jamboree type format it's it's still tentative as far as what that looks like but i like that because that doesn't just dump the bucket of cold water on these guys as they're like oh my gosh, right. here we go, live pitching, let's go. <laughs> it, it gives them a little bit of an intro to it. And then uh, we hope to have our opening night on Friday the 13th, and that'll probably feature the Mets versus the Ducks. And then the other four teams will play on that Sunday the 15th. Um, Fridays are, are going to be kind of taken out throughout the regular season. We're only going to do a Friday for opening night and probably championship night, but every other league game will be held on Sundays uh, throughout the league. Um, and we're still trying to play with what we want to do with um, Labor Day. Exactly if we're going to play that game or not. It it all plays into the structure. That's one of the things that I definitely pay attention to with all the players when they answer their surveys. It's always, we want to play more games. And can you please get better umpires? <laughs> and so I'm going to try and we're going to try and do both. We're going to try and extend the life of the league and then um, maybe get some better, uh, better play callers out there.
1: Hey man, I'm just always happy when we have umpires because that is, that's no easy task if you've ever tried to officiate uh, adults before. But yeah, you know, I like, you know, sadly, I kind of hate to see baseball night in the Ozarks go, but I'm, I'm glad we get one more Friday night game and it'll be interesting, of course, with Austin Kendrick from the Mountain Ducks locking up with Brock Chaffin from the Springfield Mets. and. And all the guys that they end up selecting but kind of going back to the days of the sunday triple headers i know that for most of the players that's really good and you know logistically there are some perks as well for uh, the staff and for the fans so um, you know there there are a lot of upsides uh, with doing those sunday triples
0: yeah and mark and the entire crew at us ballpark and mackie and definitely like I'd They've been just extremely accommodating to us. But, you know, they, they run a lot of their uh, fall select baseball, you know, youth and high school tournaments and how we took up that Friday last year. It was open just because of COVID and that we, we had the availability there to do a lot of that. But, I, you know, they need to make money, too, and they need to make that ballpark go, too. So for them to run a, a Friday-Saturday and an early morning Sunday tournament, that was one of the, part of the negotiations, the lease. And um, I, I think I think it'll work out fine. I, I, I do like Friday night in the Ozarks. And, and to your point, I am glad that we at least get to start and end it with that.
1: And then just, you know, in terms of COVID-19, I know you do not own a crystal ball because that would have come in handy many, many times before. So it's, it's hard to look into the future. Perhaps maybe the best thing to say to the players, to the fans and to all those involved when it comes to COVID-19 and, and public health protocols is just please wait and see. Please check back with the league for what the rules are before you get in the car and come to the stadium.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Mesa had, had asked that on a coach's call. We did a Zoom coach's call a couple of weeks ago, and he says, like, well, what do you think? And To your point, I, man, I wish I had that crystal ball to let us know exactly what it looks like. I don't know what it looks like, but I'm confident, no, no matter what the league and the business decides to do, we're going to have the support of people. And uh, I give a, a huge thank you to every single participant and worker and and staff member and player Uh, and family member and fans who completely did a, just did an excellent job uh, with what we did in 2020. Um, And they all did their part. They may have, they may have agreed with it. They may haven't, but they ultimately knew that playing baseball was the utmost importance and being able to see people play baseball was more important than any other Uh, matter and I'm very very grateful for for all for everyone involved in season five
1: last thing I'll ask Tony is you know as you and I are talking it is early February and that's a little bit unusual for us to exchange anything more than a like a hey buddy how you doing this time of year so you know is it safe to say that there's a heightened bit of excitement a, a little more going into the preseason and just a I don't know a general surge of momentum around grip and rip baseball right now,
0: and it really is. It's it's just odd. Just candidly, I like to kind of put this thing down for a couple months and not really uh, pay attention to it, just because it's very fatiguing uh, to to run the business and and ask the staff members to to give their energy like they do. But along with this podcast and what we want to do with live stream you, you kind of got a sense that we're, that this isn't a seasonal thing. We're, we're, we're trying to be relevant throughout the year. And, um, I, I think it's a sign that, uh, that we're, we're gaining momentum, that, that we're, we're putting this energy into the, into it right now because it is, I, I wouldn't touch this thing until maybe <laughs> leading up to May 1st when we open up tryouts on our website. But, um, you know, you and I and Kevin and Harrison have, are on a text group. Um, I got the coaches on a text group, too, and, and we're constantly firing back at each other. I'm extremely happy about the, the group of guys that meet on Sundays at Sci Sports, uh, one of our sponsors. Um, Mesa has really kind of started that grassroots campaign to get, I hear that there's anywhere from eight to 10 to 20 people showing up every Sunday out there. So I don't think it's just us. I think other people are kind of feeling the energy, too.
1: Yeah, I can tell you personally, I was one of a dozen guys who went out and trained actually on Super Bowl Sunday, but mentioned Chris Mesa from the Republic Locos. Good manager looking to do more in his second year, but he has not fixed my baseball swing yet, and we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> um, but and then I, just last, I, I lied. This is the real last question. So you mentioned Kevin Robertson, the chief operations officer. Everybody behind the scenes loves K Rob. He's the glue. True or false, Tony Lewis? Big contract extension for K Rob?
0: Yes, kind of like the lease. How I'm not divulging a lot of information about that. Kevin, I am. I'm holding on to Kevin for dear life. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I, I he might say different but I don't think so. I think he loves this thing just as much as we do. But yeah, we're going to take care of Kevin. That's 100% for sure. And, and and I really like that. People like Kevin for sure and and people like you and the coaches, you know, we're, we're starting to feel that you know this is not just a, a one or two or three man crew. Like we need everyone and all the good people that we're surrounded with to to keep on you know working and having the passion that they do for grip and rip and um i'm just extremely thankful i mean th- this 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 idea started as such a garage idea but here we are and, and we're talking you know we got it. you know you have started this podcast it's just incredible and uh, we have an online merchandise store right now and we have a lease in place and we have six towns involved and uh, no one knows but you and i and kevin did a presentation for at the Sunrise Rotary Club in Springfield, we're, we're still trying to be relevant. We're still searching for sponsors. We're still searching and to get those people out there, and uh, we're just committed to this. I'm committed to making all the staff and all the players happy uh, to the best of my ability.
1: One more time, I want to mention gripandripfanware.com. That's grip, the letter N, ripfanware.com. You can find all kinds of apparel, including t-shirts, hoodies, shorts, pants, coffee mugs, throw blankets, face masks, and cell phone protectors. It's all part of the GRBL's new partnership with Bush League Fundraising, putting the fun in fundraising. This is quality gear, including some stuff manufactured by New Era. GripandRipFanWear.com Gear from all six GRBL teams, or you can show your support for the league in general by choosing Grip and Rip Baseball Gear. Players, go ahead and bookmark GripAndRipFanWear.com in your browser so that you will be ready to order your team's gear on August 1st. That's draft day. GripAndRipFanWear.com. Thanks for listening to Burger Bites. I'm Rance Burger, wishing you good night from Ozark, Missouri.